Gaz is touchless. We have a listener invite, Roman Wozniak, My Mac Podcast 310. You're listening to the G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to My Mac Podcast number 310. It's myself, Gaz, and the guy is back. Back. With another, with another episode of your favorite podcast. Well, I hope it's your favorite podcast anyway. Well, How are you, Guy? I'm, I'm, I'm doing okay. I, I, yeah, I think we're, we're both here with our various amounts of tomfoolery. Yeah, w- yes, I've got to keep my wits about me tonight because I've got a feeling you've got a few uh, tricks up your sleeve which are going to play on me. Oh, no, not you me. Go. Would I do that to you, Gaz? Absolutely, you would. Well, yeah, that's, that's, that is the way I roll. Um, I, now, everybody knows uh, iTunes 10 came out last week. And uh, you and I were were talking before the show, and I understand you had some problems with it. Um, yeah. Now I've, I've just got to rack my memory back to try and remember exactly oh, what the, the issue way back was. Machine. But, I, but way back machine. Um, but I was having one or two issues with uh, actually downloading our podcast, but it wasn't uh, for any reason uh, for uh, our servers or because it couldn't hit the servers. And I also then had a problem with um, permissions when I was opening um, iTunes. I had to keep saying OK and then putting in my admin password to allow um, iTunes to go out to the um, the World Wide Web and mm-hmm. collect some of the uh, some of the tunes um, or podcasts. And oh, drat these computers! <laughs> They're so naughty and so complex. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and these, these dratting computers, which are so naughty and complex. Um, well, this one, actually, I, I put out a tweet, and somebody responded saying, take the iTunes app out of your applications and stick it in your trash, and then reinstall iTunes 10 from the DMG, which is exactly what I did, and it fixed the situation. And it seemed to fix every other situation I was having with not being able to download certain podcasts as well. Well, had you had so, you downloaded that through software update or directly from Apple? No, direct, well, directly through their website. Okay, yeah, because that's, that's the way I did it too. Because when I first tried to, to, to download it, uh, I guess it was it was not long after the announcement, and they and Steve Jobs had said, "Okay, well, iTunes 10 available right now." Well, right now turned out to be, I think, the next day because yeah, something like that. <laughs> I guess this is a whole different meaning of right now that I'm not aware of. Uh, right we ju- now, we just right couldn't, here. yeah, just I just couldn't couldn't download it. And when I finally saw that it was up and running, I didn't do it through software update. I you know I downloaded it right from the Apple website. Yep. Yeah, unless that's what I did. So I had the DMG in my downloads box, and uh, I, I originally had loaded it, but obviously I'd loaded it over um, or installed it over the previous uh, 9.2 or whatever the version was. Um, and um, somebody said they'd been having that problem. They trashed the current one, which was obviously the current iTunes 10, but then mm-hmm. reinstall after trashing it, and that seemed to do the trick. Well, did that also, I mean, did it keep all your preferences and, and yeah, all the yeah, rest? Yeah, wow. absolutely. And I've got um, Hazel, which actually does clean out all of your preferences and stuff. So um, that, uh, initially, I, I wanted to keep that and just delete the app. So all I had to really do was put it into the trash 
and then reinstall it, and that seemed to work before the trash even got you know got rid of it and cleaned it out. So devilishly clever. <laughs> so I don't quite know what was going on there, but um, it it sounded like one or two people were having that issue. But they weren't only having that issue with iTunes 10. Some people seem to be having that issue with iTunes previous or earlier versions as well. So, um, you know, perhaps that's something you might want to look at trying, as long as you're not deleting, obviously, all your um, iTunes uh, system logs and, um, you know, that particular um, folder where it keeps... um, Oh, now I'm going to have to go to Finder and tell you what the... (laughs) because, Because I don't want anybody actually getting rid and deleting their iTunes. Um, yeah, it's the iTunes library, isn't it? And the XML. Um, yeah, well, that's what, that's what keeps all your preferences and, and that's I guess, right. your playlists so, so it and did, everything you else. Know, just, just throwing the application out of the application into trash and then reinstalling it seemed to do it, and it didn't touch any of those uh, those preferences. So, But make sure you've got a backup before you yeah. do that. Which oh, had, yeah. Well, which I, I know um, for me personally, uh, it, iTunes 10 seems a lot snappier. Yeah, then then iTunes nine. Uh, I don't get the the beach ball quite so often as I, as I'm you know going between various different parts of the program. The only time it and, seems to kind of slow down is when I'm doing previews from Apple servers, and and that's not really anything to do with the program itself. Well, I, I'll tell you what, guy. Let, let's quickly go. I know I'm chopping a little bit here, but let's okay. quickly go through the MyMac site. Sure. And then- We'll, we've actually got a listener invite tonight, so we could actually introduce him and ask him if he's had any issues. So let's go through the MyMac site first and then uh, bring, uh, bring our listener in as well. Okay. So jumping over to the, the site, um, we have a review from Elisa Pacelli. Pacelli? You say Pacelli? I say, I say Pacelli, Pacelli. Which is the Acme Made Hardback Folio. Uh, we have a part two uh, review of Adobe Photoshop CS5 from Donnie Yankelo. And finally tonight, we've got a review from uh, Mike Breed, which is the Otterbox Defender Series iPad case. So, you know, I, I really like Mike Breed. You know why? Because his name yeah. is so easy to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> there's like, there's like, it's not Yankelo, it's not Pacelli. It's, you know, we've got some really, really difficult to pronounce last names here at mymac.com. And you know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So why don't you introduce our... Okay. Uh, We actually managed to uh, convince someone to come on the podcast with us. His name is Roman Wozniak, and he's from Germany. Roman, are you there? Are are you there, Roman? Yeah, I'm still here. (laughs) Hey, how's it going? Oh, I'm I'm doing very good. I'm very glad to be here. Um, Yeah, I listened to your podcast uh, the past weeks, and uh, I just really liked uh, how you made the show. And I just followed your invitation offer and wrote you guys an email. So here I am. (laughs) And and that's really really all you have to do to come on as a listener invite to the MyMac.com podcast. Uh, What do you use your Mac for, Roman? Um, Well, I actually um, had a netbook for college. Ew. It was from Asus. Um, ew. Uh, <laughs> That's a double ew. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> um, I switched that for a new MacBook Pro 13-inch. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a trade, right? I mean... Yeah. So, um, so, c- c- can you repeat? You traded it for... Was well, that a straight, well, a straight I, swap? I, I, <laughs> no. I mean, that that would have been, the, of course, the best situation. I <laughs> yes. But yeah. I sold that book, of course, for a few uh, hundred euros so um and i bought it i bought the macbook pro for uh like a thousand so you know 
Well, well what else? What, what, do you, what actually do you use your Macs for or computers in general for? Well, I used to be a PC guy, uh, a Windows guy, and I got into the Mac stuff like about a year ago when I got my iPhone 3GS, and that kind of convinced me. My girlfriend, she's a designer. She also have a, uh, has a MacBook. So you, you've had a chance to play with it a bit then. Exactly, and I've always had a Mac in all the um, jobs I had, weirdly enough. I worked at the Japan Magazine. They had old, like archaic Macs. And I'm like, oh, what is this? This is just horrible. <laughs> so that was not a very good introduction to me and the Mac world. Um, but now uh, at the company where I work, they have uh, just a true Macintosh infrastructure. All their computers are just Macs. So what do the what do the rank and file users use? Are they all like iMacs or Mac Minis or or are um, they on laptops? It's actually totally different. Um, I think if if they get new um, job applications coming in, they will get a normal white MacBook. But there's also, well, MacBooks, as they were unibodies, the metal ones, um, yeah. those are standing around. The two ladies at the desk, um, at, the, at the back office in the front, they have two 21-inch iMacs. Oh, we nice. Have, yeah, that's great. We have new cinema displays. But also the old ones, they kind of look like the 30-inch cinema displays, but in small. Oh, probably uh, either 23 or 24-inch. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's even older than that. I mean, they're like silver. Do they have it's, like a plastic stand in the back? Could they be like 17 or 20-inch? Yeah, 20-inch. Okay. Well, I mean, those are still great displays. Yeah, I know. Now, you were telling us also that, uh, that you do a podcast. I do a podcast um, with Doug and uh, now Zen, uh, also known as uh, The Units 3 on YouTube and Eyeglassweegian on Twitter and Skype. It's called MacCore TV. We're at the fifth episode. Is that a uh, weekly show? It's a weekly show, right? It's always Fridays and then it's up for the weekend on iTunes. It's, you know, it's um, based around Apple and Mac stuff. Um we have different subjects. We always have a question of the day, some reviews, um, and we also always um, tell people about the YouTube channel of uh, mainly Doug. He does his reviews and unboxings there. Really, what does he? Do you know what he uses to do the uh, the reviews for YouTube? Is there some like uh, special software? Because that's I, a good question. I know that he uses Hijack Pro mm -hmm. to um, record our Skype conversations i'm not sure uh what camera he uses what is, i mean is it just the one that's built in no i i'm not sure i think he has um a separate camera okay yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure he has a separate camera now how, how does he put the the video part together what kind of software does he use for that do you know oh i'm not sure i think iMovie. so he just he just records himself via the um the Cam probably the the built-in camera and then just edit edits it in iMovie. I'm not sure. Yeah, because I, I use I've used uh, Camtasia, which I think is I think that's uh, Ambrosia software. That um, that's that's just great, great software. I really, really like. No, that's uh, TechSmith, uh, and uh, Ambrosia's got one too, and I I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. Uh, how so? You guys have uh, five episodes out. 
Yeah, exactly. What would, what would be the best way for, for people to find that podcast? Um, you just go to iTunes and search for uh, MacCore TV on the uh, podcast. So that's M-A-C-C-O-R-E? Exactly, with the space and TV. Exactly. Okay. Uh, we, were, we were just talking about iTunes. Now, ha- have you gone ahead and installed iTunes 10? Yeah, I couldn't wait for it. Um, I'm enjoying it. As you said, you know, um, that's spot on. Uh, it's, it feels much more snappy. That is true. And you have, a, you have an iPhone 3GS. Yeah, I do. Have you noticed that when you sync it now and you add or, or take away content out of it, that the, the little bar that tells you how much memory you have changes immediately? Well, honestly, I'd have to go way back. Um, I haven't synced it in a while just because <laughs> I have a jailbroken iPhone because I didn't ah. want to... Um, have a T-Mobile. Um, I, I didn't want to be set to T-Mobile because it's linked to T-Mobile here, and I already had uh, another phone contract. So if I had gotten the iPhone 3GS with the contract, I'd have two telephone contracts to pay, mm. and that wasn't in my. So, just, so, so Roman, how long have you had the 3GS? Is, is there because I know that in the UK, um, O2 actually. Uh, had a charge, a small charge for people of um, owners of uh, the devices, of uh, the 3G phones, um, that they would charge you and they would actually unlock it. So, is have you got to that option yet, or is that an option you've um, you've had a look um, whether that's available to you? You know, that's very interesting that you say that because I've seen um, an E Plus shop. We have lots of E Plus shops in Cologne and. They are actually advertising that they are selling the iPhone 3GS with an unlocked, I mean, quasi-locked for the E-plus network. So they have opened up the 3GS quite a bit. And I directly, I mean, I'm just jailbreaking to be able to have another contract. Yeah, so, well, I, I'm certainly in the UK now. Um, you know, they, the Apple Store will sell the phone unlocked. So, you know, as long as you can get a micro 3G, uh, a micro uh, SIM, um, or, or cut down a, a SIM card. It doesn't, you know, because I've seen people do that. Um, you can obviously use it with it with any uh, contract. So I just wonder whether the same, whether they're either importing phones or whether they're actually just selling them. Uh, and because Apple are now in certainly, they're doing it in the UK. I think they're doing it in France. So I wonder whether that's that's the reason. So, but you know, maybe that's an option. You just have a word with them and see if they'll, you know, do that's a small charge and do it uh, officially. So you've got the official route and got it unlocked. That's but what they- I wanted to do. I went to. I first went to the Apple reseller store and they said, "No, we can't do anything. You know, if if right. it's been banned, we can't change it. But you might go to E Plus and talk about uh, and talk with your carrier guys. Maybe they can do something." Yeah. So to them, yeah. I'm like, "Oh, that's." You know, that's reasonable. So I went to them and they said, no, we, we really can't help you there. You know, either you buy a new one with E plus or you're just stuck until they open it, you know. Mm, that's uh, rather surprising. But uh, keep your fingers crossed. Perhaps they'll come out and uh, start uh, start um, unlocking them. Yeah, most definitely. Now, uh, you say you have a you have a MacBook there at the house. Uh, I'm actually now at my parents' house because this is where we're going to do the small party with friends and family. I'm now on my MacBook Pro 13-inch, yes. Okay, but is that your main machine? That's my main machine for college work. My main, well, as of this month, my main machine is now a 27-inch iMac. 
oh. with the five uh, processor. <laughs> oh, everyone yes. with these twenty-seven inch i five. I want one so bad. I think we should move on now, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just lost Roman. Oh, darn. Oh. <laughs> I shouldn't have said that I'm on my 27-inch iMac. <laughs> no, no, no. That's fine. That's just fine. We don't care at all. We don't care at all. <laughs> um, uh, one There's of the th- no button for that, huh? <laughs> I'm sorry? There's no button for that feeling, huh? Oh, I bet I could find one if I really worked at it. <laughs> Uh, one of the things that I did this weekend. Now, this was a, a long holiday weekend uh, here in the in the United States, and it turned oh, out yes, be- it was it was Labor Day, wasn't it? So yeah, happy Labor Day for Monday. Yeah, I was for- late. I was laboring on Labor Day. Ah, well, I was I was unlabor. Well, I was no, I was actually kind of laboring. Uh, I installed a uh, uh, Ethernet cable from where I have my Airport Extreme router over here into what my wife uh, somewhat jokingly calls the man cave where I have my computer and everything else set up. And uh, I had a neighbor helping me. We were trying to run it across. This is in the the bottom part of the house. I was trying to run it across the ceiling, and it turns out, no, that wasn't going to work. So we had to to run it across the floor, and I'm drilling holes, and and my wife was just super, super unhappy. But (laughs) now that it's done... I am noticing, like, you know, because I, I was able to do this podcast with no problem, you know, talking on Skype and all the rest of that using uh, uh, Wireless N. And, but I noticed that it just, it just seemed like at times things were just a little slow. And now that it's got a direct connection, things just snap, 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 just coming up like crazy. Computers can do that? Yes, they can. <laughs> do you know, it's almost like you've got a script there, guy. Yeah, well, no, it's just, I've got, I'm using this this other program called, uh, here we, you know, we're going to end up giving Ambrosia all kinds of free plugs. It's this program called Soundboard, and yeah, it just got, has all these little sound files in it, and I can I can hit any of them anytime I want. And you know, I, I'm not sure, quite sure why I do it. You is have... there any insanity in your family? Yes, yes, there is. <laughs> yes, anyway, we, uh, we need to take a little break. We do, we do, we do. And when we come back, we're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, iOS applications. iOS applications. So stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. Skirting the very edge of respectability and train wrecks. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And we are back. I'm still here with Gaz, and we're still here with our listener invite, Roman Wozniak. Hey, Roman. Hi, guys. He's and still here. Good he's, grief, that's incredible. I know. Well, usually we scare him <laughs> off by this time. Yeah, they do. It's, he's sticking around, this one is. Oh, okay. We're glutton so, for punishment. So I sent you an email, didn't I, Guy? About And I, I think I said something like numbers, numbers, numbers. Numbers, numbers, numbers. And, yeah. Uh, now, I, I think uh, Apple in their last little press release said they have something like 250,000 apps in the App Store. Yeah, that's right. And what, what kind of struck me this morning was, um, or during the day, I, I suddenly thought, so when we get to 500,000 apps in the App Store, who'll care? 
Yeah, at, at some point it it really comes down to you know, does it really matter because you know as you said in your email, which of course nobody else could read except for me, <laughs> that um, I think uh, the the that the books that people are publishing those count as as applications as well, don't they? Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm wondering. I wonder, but because there are so many apps out there with you know that kind of an individual app is a single book. I and I'm assuming Apple counts that as an individual app. And then I thought, well, we've also got the scenario where we've got lots of Torchlight apps. Now oh, we could have yeah. thirty Torchlight apps. So do they count each individual? To- I'm sure they do. And that's how they've got the numbers up there so fast. And, you know, we see them ranking now. Yeah, obviously, well, and fart apps and, you know, the other yeah, and all silly the, all, crap like all that. the rest of it. And, you know, I kind of think, you know, okay, Apple, you know, we want quality. We know that there are lots of apps in the App Store. But, you know, it's just how many of those apps are quality apps. I mean, I, you know that I, I occasionally go on to the IMP um, podcast. Um, yes. And... I know that uh, Bart was talking the other day about it, it, we, we the Apple users used to talk about just how many apps there were in the Windows world. But, of course, they've got lots of applications in the Windows world. But, you know, are they any good? And it used to be that you'd come over and you'd get an application uh, for uh, for your Mac and it would be a good quality application. Okay, so now we've moved on to iOS apps and you would hope that we've got the same scenario, but we certainly haven't. So, you know, I'm just wondering, <laughs> what can Apple do about bad apps? And sh- or should they do anything? Well, I don't really know if if they can do it. Because any time that, no. that they have you know, removed applications for, you know, not matching their guidelines or it was doing something that, you know it wasn't supposed to do there was such an uproar in the in the tech press and especially if you go to social media sites like dig or or red edit or something along those lines that you know they they really got a bad drubbing anytime that they did remove apps yeah i think that was probably down to the fact that they'd not got very specific policies and their policies were a little bit flaky early on i think they've kind of got that sorted now well I'm, they, I'm not so sure about that um you're not no i Go ahead, Roman. Uh, developers um, who had just normal apps that they wanted to um, put onto uh, the App Store, and they got um, a very simple email from Apple that it got cancelled, and they just said it doesn't comply with our uh, rules and policy. And the problem is that these developers they don't know what to do uh, better to get it onto the App Store, so Apple doesn't say. Yeah, what it was, you know, the reason why they they removed it from the app exactly. store, just because that it, it didn't meet their their standards, that, or yeah. you know, and th- that that's not really fair. You know, a- Apple, if if they're going to remove an app, whoever it was that, you know, unless it's like something really obvious, where it's like, okay, you install this app and it steals all of your mother's passwords. Okay, well, you know, that's that's just can't be uh, can't be allowed and the person that made the stealing your mother's password app w- would know why it was that apple removed it it's but un- well and no and no one's going to complain about that of course when they find that out well probably not but uh you know unless they want their mother's password <laughs> st- stolen i don't know 
<laughs> Maybe they don't like their mom. But that that's a whole other podcast. Um, mom wants to get her son's password. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's the uh, the sequel to steal your mother's passwords. It's <laughs> steal your son's password. That's one I need in this house. I'll tell you that with a sixteen and a fourteen year old. Um, it, it, it's kind of hard to say why Apple won't. You know, unless unless they they just put out these waves of cancellations of some of these apps and and decide. Well, it's kind of up to you to figure out why we we're not allowing it. Yeah, I mean, but they've got, uh, you know, my statement really was, I suppose, a little bit arbitrary because they can't do anything about poor apps or apps which, you know, when you look at it, you go, it's a rubbish app. Yeah. Um, But can can they do anything about encouraging better written apps? Um, You know, they've got a whole structure and they've got very good, Tie-ins with the you know the, um, the scripts and the you know the the way yeah, the various hooks. applications yeah and the hooks um, so is, is there any way that they could perhaps encourage um, better written apps or just better quality apps because I well, think that's you know we're down that avenue now where we've got you know hundreds of thousands of apps in the app store but really how many of them are really any good I mean I, I'm, the old Pareto law is eighty twenty. You know, twenty percent of your income comes from, or eighty percent of your income comes from twenty percent of your, you know, your customers. Now, is the same scenario in the app store? Is only twenty percent of the apps in there any good? And you know, or or our games, you know, which doesn't really, um, a game is yeah. a game. It's great having lots of games is good, but it doesn't really boost your productivity or give you um, a nice to have function. You know. Yes, very true. So it's something which just suddenly crossed my mind. You know, I'd, I'd suddenly thought, you know, let's we'll get to five hundred thousand apps, and who cares? And it, it's something which I, I really am, and I think Apple is struggling a little bit with. Um, certainly, people are struggling a little bit, and people complain about the fact when they go into iTunes on how to find the applications. Now, I've never had too much of an issue, um, but I think <clears throat> the more apps you get in there the more of a problem you're going to find to differentiate between, you know, two very similar apps. In, and that's where, obviously, the reviews kick in. Yeah, uh, but the, the, yeah, the IT, even, even trying to find it through iTunes, iTunes reviews can be problematic at best yes. because unless you know kind of what it's, you know, it, it's, it's basically a, a world, not a worldwide, but a, a, a system-wide search through Apple's servers, wherever it is that they keep the apps, trying to find something is a needle in a haystack. So one of the things that I think has really helped is because of of how uh, not only iOS, but uh, version 2 and version 3 of, well, they weren't calling it iOS at the time, when, when the number of apps started really exploding, you have there's now a and I, and I wish I had brought it up. There's a number of sites that are pretty much dedicated to just looking at iOS apps. Right. Yes. And again, I wish I had. I wish I had looked it up. And I well, probably I think, can. I think there's one called 148 apps that are, that I've seen. But Roman, I was going to ask Roman. You've got a broken phone. You've mentioned that you've got a jailbroken phone. Yes. How do you find apps? Do you go into the iTunes store and obviously still download any? But you said you've not synced up. So how do you go about looking for apps? Or I, have you got what you need and, and that's it? I use the app store um, on my iPhone most of the time. 
and that's pretty much it. You know, I I used so to. You, so, um, so you just use iTunes. You're, you you don't worry about. Yeah. Um, so do you do you use any other websites to do and you know go and do get get reviews or do you use the iTunes? Uh, review process or um, do you know what you're looking for because of suggestions from you know other sources yeah you know i listen to podcasts and when i got the iphone i was very giddy it was pretty much yeah it was my first <laughs> own uh, uh apple product and i was just amazed on what it can do i mean i was going from a i don't know six seven year old nokia to this which i taped with uh duct tape you know so yeah, because um, yeah. <laughs> it was falling apart. I went from that to the iPhone, and you know, uh, day and night, I was on just uh, on the iPhone and installing apps that I didn't need. And now I'm just installing apps that I need. So there's a situation. Right. I got like. Um, so the, you're a little bit more. You're a little bit more selective about the applications that you now download to your phone. Yeah, and there's some games that my girlfriend likes. You know, I'll be. Uh, uh, on my iMac and she sits on my couch and she plays, I don't know, Angry Birds or uh, some games <laughs> on the iPhone, you know? Yeah. That, yeah. that is such a, a, a killer of time. <laughs> Angry Birds. <laughs> that, and, and that's the thing, um, Guy, that's what I've got a real problem with. There are some absolutely fantastic apps out there. You know, whether they, in, in almost every category they've got, they're absolutely fabulous apps. But, you know, Apple now are starting to push the fact that there are X number of apps in the App Store. Well, you know why they do that, right? Go on, tell me. Because Android is now, at least as far as uh, usability, is starting to catch up. So Apple is is trying everything they can to differentiate the user's experience on the iPhone as compared to using Android or upcoming apps. uh, the Palm OS or even Windows Seven Mobile when that comes when that finally you know hits the hits the bricks. So one of the ways that that Apple can tell people, okay, well you know if you get an iPhone or an iPad or an iPod Touch, any of these three iOS devices, you've got your choice of you know two hundred and fifty thou thou thousand different applications to choose from. You know the fact that a good probably anywhere from 25 to 50 percent of them are total crap really doesn't take away from the fact that they do have this number of applications now to be to be fair on the android side of things they have a very similar problem where you know i think they've hit over a hundred thousand apps now but a good you know 50 or so percent of those are flashlight or other types of you know garbage apps I'm sorry, what was that, Roman? Uh, you know, you have a different problem on the Android phones because some apps might be dangerous even. Well, um, well this wasn't really part of the discussion, but yeah. you know, we can go ahead and go into it. Uh, well, part, of, thought... part of the problem for, for Android and part of the problem, well, part of the problem that Google is going to run into, uh, they don't control the whole widget like Apple does. Apple controls the operating system. Apple controls the hardware. In this particular case... Google mostly controls the operating system, and there's you know a, a plethora of different companies that control the hardware. Some of that hardware only works with Android 1.6 and can never be updated. Some of it right. works with 2. Some of it works with 2.1. Some of the apps only work with this version. Some of the apps only work for that version. It's this 
splintering of the Android ecosystem that I think is going to lead to a lot of problems later on. I I, I agree with that. And um, Roman brings up a good point about the fact that, you know, there can be dangerous apps there. And that's that's the different realms that we've got. I mean, one of the things, obviously, I brought up the um, the fact on the numbers, numbers, numbers game that, that Apple were playing. Um, but you, you kind of mentioned the fact that um, some apps can't work on certain pieces of equipment. You've kind of got the same scenario at the moment, unless Apple pull it all together, which I think is what they've done with the recent iPod release, uh, the recent iPod Touch release. Right. Because I'm still running a first-gen iPod Touch. Well, I, I, I think that's what it... Oh, sorry. No, go carry on. I think that's, you know, a, couple, a company like Apple um, or any company in technology, if they want to advance... They're going to have to leave some people behind. You know, it was yep. analog in the in the Macintosh era when they moved to Snow Leopard. They said Snow Leopard won't be available for the Power PC users. That, uh, absolutely right, and that's what Apple are really good at and moving it forward. And I think that's what they've done with the recent. Um, because I, I, when I first saw the iPod Touches uh, in the or the iPod Touch Eye, I don't know how <laughs> <laughs> the multiple iPod Touch. <laughs> Um, when I saw the 8-gig version, I thought, why on earth have they gone from 8-gig to 32-gig? And I think it's to capture that low-end market to bring people up to speed because, obviously, that new iPod Touch has got the A4 processor in it. And, you know, they mentioned the fact that gaming is now big and it's almost becoming the number one device. And I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make sure they bring everybody up to speed and, you know, I would have, I very nearly jumped, and that's almost a, a subject that we could probably go into, um, because I did actually try and order an iPod Touch, but perhaps that's for an, another segment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Steve, Roman. Uh, thanks. Uh, didn't Steve Jobs, uh, on some recent, um, well, fairly recent um, Apple event, mention that 95% of the apps... Um, applying for the App Store, uh, they get um, pulled through into the App Store in two weeks. Yeah, well, the well, I, I know that in the past there was a problem with applications taking a very, very long time to go through the process, but it it does seem like they have streamlined that somewhat, and that f- f- most applications are approved relatively quickly. So that's 95%. And I'd say that would guarantee that you have lots of different types of apps um, in the well, app Well, no, that, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have lots of different... I mean, you could have 10 people submit a very, very similar type of app. That's what I mean, though. You're going to have great apps and you're going to have some which... Well, you know, they might have a similar function um, or, you know, not that great. You're just going to have not Apple be very draconic or um, arbitrary in the selection. You know, oh, we already have three apps of that kind and this one's way worse. Well, I think it kind of depends on on what the applications are and and how they're how they're crafted you could have like if you're talking about say photography apps you could have two completely separate photography apps that pretty much do the same thing but do it in a different way yeah. where you know maybe some people would like 
like the way this one works and other people likes the way that one works, but they both get to the same place. And uh, we need to we need to cut this off before we start getting <laughs> getting kind of long in the tooth. So we're we're going to take a little break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about <gasps> the iPod Touch. So, as I always say, stand by to stand by, and we'll be right back. The Flying Spaghetti Monster heartily endorses us. Don't believe it? Go ask him yourself. The G-Men on the MyMac.com podcast. And welcome back. Uh, another break. And it's uh, we're into the last segment, I believe, now, guys. Is that true? Yep, this is the last segment for the MyMac podcast 310. It always flies by so quickly. Now, we were mentioning um, applications before and what uh, should Apple do or should they do anything and, you know, who cares about apps. But um, I was certainly interested in getting a new iPod Touch because, as you know, or you may not, any listeners out there, um, I've got a first-generation iPod Touch and it is starting to, well, slow down, I suppose. And it has to be recharged perhaps a little bit more often than than, so the, than the battery's starting to go out on a little bit? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it probably only lasts if, you know, it does get a hammering and it probably lasts only about five, five hours at max. And it used to last at least eight. And well, I used to give it a real battering. So were you able um, to put, were you able to put iOS 4 on it? No, no, no. It's still on 3. Point, oh, you could ask me a question now, but it's, 3. On, 2, it's still, I think. yeah, yeah. Um, Is that the and, last and one that, that that one's available for? Yeah, yeah, and that's another issue because there are some security issues with that. So that's another reason why I was looking to go to the new iPod Touch. And also, you know, when the camera came out, I also yeah. thought, yes, that's it for me. That's it. And that's what I've been saying about for a long time. Um, so you ordered I, one. So I ordered one. Absolutely fantastic. I thought, great. And then I was hearing bits about the camera, but I thought, oh, okay, I'll live with it. It's not a problem. I'm going to go with it. Um, however, a day or so later, we had some financial commitments, which um, I couldn't really avoid, which was one was the car and one was our dog. And veterinary bills, I'm sure, are as expensive mm. in the U.S. as they are over here. Anyway, oh, that, no, I could, oh, that, there's so many stories that go in about that, but this is yeah, the yeah, dog and cat show. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not. Um, so I had to go and cancel the order for the iPod Touch. And I was, you know, a little bit disappointed, but... Having then heard just how low res the camera was, I was, you know, thinking, although I've had these other bills, it's probably saved me a little bit of money on the iPod Touch because I'm a little bit disappointed with the resolution of the new iPod Touch. Well, now when they and, when they did the uh, the the Steve Note, like for lack of a better term, uh, they were showing it up on a big screen and it it, it looked pretty decent to me. Uh, what was it that you've heard? Well, I think it's. I think the video camera is not a problem. I think they've got 720p um, HD uh, for the video camera. But when they take in stills, they're basically, I think, just taking snaps from that video camera. Now, the device itself is very thin, so they probably can't get a good high-res still camera in there. Um, and it it then got me to thinking. I wonder whether they've done it 
to keep a greater differential between the iPod Touch and the iPhone because I wonder whether, you know, their thinking is that we still need to make sure that people who are going ahead and buying an iPhone don't feel as if they're getting know, ripped off or something. They're getting ripped off because how close the, the iPod Touch is. But, you know, they are starting to, you know, move away from each other more and more. Um, although, obviously, the previous iPod Touch didn't have the camera, yeah. and it now has. Um, but I'm just wondering, you know, whether, although it's got the camera, it's such a big difference now between the quality of the camera that is now in the iPhone. But of course, the the iPhone itself is a much thicker device than the new iPod Touch, which is really thin now. Well, a lot uh, of that room, I think, is taken up by the various antennas that the iPhone needs. Yeah, I, well, you know, the, there is still a lot more... Um, engineering inside the the iphone compared to the ipod touch i mean you've got gps as well yeah, so oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i mean well they've got three is there three antennas in the, in the iphone because oh, you've least. got your 3g you've got your wi-fi and then you've got your gps um but i'm just wondering you know whether how close can the ipod touch get to the iphone um before people start thinking you know i'm getting a bit fed up with this apple well do you think that uh, it's as far as people trying to decide between an iPhone or an iPod Touch? Do you think a lot of it could be, you know, whoever the service provider is in their area? I mean, Roman has an, an iPhone 3GS, and he went ahead and jailbroke it because I, I'm get because you you didn't like your your local carrier or you already had a contract with somebody else. I already had a contract, right? And so you, having two contracts just didn't make sense for me. Now, in in your area of Germany, uh, it's T-Mobile is the carrier for the iPhone. Is there are there any other carriers? Well, as I said, um, E Plus was selling the iPhone 3GS um, linked with the E Plus um, carrier. So they've opened it up. It's a weird thing. I don't know what Apple did with um, E Plus there, but um, yeah. So E Plus has kind of a special thing going on with the 3GS where it's opened but just to um E+. But are they selling iPhone 4s or is it just the uh the 3G and 3GS? It's just the it's just the 3GS I believe. That's that's kind of weird. I I I bet that they don't really have a connection with Apple at all that that a lot of the phones they may be selling are, you know, ones possibly left over by other carriers when the iPhone 4 came out. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know enough about them to, to, to comment on that. Well, it just seems weird that, that you know, if Apple was going to make a deal with another carrier, or I'm sorry, uh, another phone provider, that they wouldn't also offer, you know, their latest model. Yeah, yeah. It does seem a little well, that odd. Was before the iPhone 4 came out, I must say. Ah. Oh, okay, okay. Ah. So you, you don't okay. know if they're selling iPhone 4s then? I'm not sure. Um I think that I asked them when I visited them to see if I could kind of unjailbreak my iPhone or unlock my iPhone um, officially from them since they're selling reasonably unlocked iPhone. Uh, oh, and iPhone. how much? How much the charge would be to do that? They can't do it. They said. Mm. Well, yeah, yeah, so they can't do it. And it, but but my point, I suppose, and, and this is one out for the listeners. In you know, send us some feedback on this, listeners. It, how close could the iPod Touch get before, you know, to the iPhone before you'd start, if you're an iPhone owner, before you'd start getting a bit fed up? Or would you get fed up if it doesn't have a phone device on it? Because for me, 
that you know that's one of the biggest differences between the two devices you know if they keep the gps on the iphone and 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 the phone functionality um is that and perhaps a slightly less uh screen resolution and a slightly less um camera resolution on the ipod touch is that enough of a difference and for it to only have the wi-fi for you still to be happy because there is quite a big difference in the price Oh yeah. Well, do you think do you think that Apple would ever add the G, uh, a GPS uh, antenna inside the iPod Touch, or do you think that they're just going to keep that for, well, I think they would. for the iPhone think, as a selling oh, point? I, I think they would. I think they'd be prepared to put an, a GPS in there. Um, but but I mean, it, that'd it, be like in one or two years when the iPhone five or six comes out, and that advances so much more. In, in certain ways, which um, the iPod Touch doesn't. And the iPod Touch is always going to just tag along maybe the... Um, like from the one or two gens of, back? Exactly, from which the but, iPhone 5 or 6 can do or is capable but, of doing. But that's the disappointment, I think, on this one, Guy, because it's not even you know one or two versions back the camera i think in the new ipod touch the stills camera at least and i know they're not touting it as a still camera uh, and i know why they're doing it because they want you know they want the facetime on on the ipod touch that's why they're doing it i understand that um but to have the still capability on there and to have a still capability on there which is worse than the original camera that came out on the iphone i think is just a little disappointing but so you, you've looked at you've looked at the specs and and it, it's I think definitely spec, not as good. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the I think the spec it comes out uh, it's less than a megabyte. Wow, really? Yeah, it's less than a mega. You know, it it's or megapixel. It's, megapixel, rather. Sorry, yeah, it's less than a megapixel when you take a still picture. So, um, wow, you know, it's 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 not you know great res. Great for posting, you know. Okay, you, welcome you to nineteen eighty nine. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's I think it's a little disappointing. But anyway, we'll see. We'll see what they do. Yeah, what do you think, Roman? I think well, you know, aside from that, which I thought it was one point three megapixels, which I could have lived with, but um gas saying that it's under one megapixel, that's just um yeah, that's one reason why I wouldn't touch the iPod touch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with a ten foot pole. Yeah. <laughs> Second obvious reason is having an iPhone, you don't need an iPod Touch. Yes, of course. I'm such a genius. So, <laughs> but I mean, they made it even thinner, and I've I've held the previous iPod Touch in my hand with the uh, with the um, steel backing, and that was already so much thinner than the 3GS, and it was so thin already that it felt weird in my hand that I can't imagine how they made it even thinner than that while building in two cameras at the same time. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, the the engineering, I think, on the touch is, is just superb. I'm not knocking that right at all. Well, that, that kind of brings up another point. Um, I mean, it's great that, you know, the iPhone 3 and the iPhone 4 and, and the, the last two generations of iPod touches are so thin, but... Do you know this is this is kind of something I get upset with uh, with sometimes what Apple does even with the iMacs where they they go to such extremes to try to either reduce weight or reduce width or reduce size and it it seems that sometimes that functionality suffers because of it so you know would it have made 
that much of a difference to have the the iPod Touch be just as thick or maybe even a little bit thicker than the iPhone if they were if they could have added a, a little bit more functionality? Yeah, it's totally true. I think uh, Steve Jobs is obsessed with getting rid of buttons and getting even thinner. I mean, there's probably not one Apple event which didn't um, present uh, a new generation device which isn't thinner. Yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's even thinner, and yeah. I mean, yeah, they want to get rid of all buttons and probably all peripheral, you know, like USB um, ports, and they want to get rid of all the ports. <laughs> I have uh, like that's what they showed with the iPad, you know. Um, and I, I, the first Mac, I think Steve Jobs decided not to have ventilation uh, in it. Yeah. So yeah, the original Mac. And it just melted away, you know, first for most years. So. Taking, taking it a step too far, I think. <laughs> and that's anyway, where- uh, Guy, Guy, I think we're going to have to um, end up here because we're, we're starting to run long now, I think. Yep, 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 yep. Um, let's real quick go over our contact information. Roman, if people wanted to get a hold of you, what is the best way to do it? Best way to do it is at Conan the Barber at me.com. That's my new um, Apple um, email Apple address. Email address. Are you on or Twitter? You, I'm on Twitter, um, Conan the Barber, uh, where uh, you write it with um, with the zero for the O. We, right, we, go ahead and spell so that. C zero N A N T H E B A R B E R. Okay, Gaz? Um, I was just going to say that we'll probably put links uh, to oh, any yeah. contact details in the in the show oh, yeah. notes. Yeah. You can contact me at uh, gaz at mymac.com or twitter.com forward slash gazmas. And I am guy at mymac.com, twitter.com forward slash macparrot. Ah! <laughs> and you can, also, you can also get a hold of us by uh, feedback at mymac.com. Uh, we're in the process right now. I, I've talked, you know, Gaz and I have had some some very, very, very pre- preliminary discussions. We're trying to get another contest going. It's it's just going to be a question of how everything is going to work out with it. So, you know, we're see if we can't get some more stuff to give away to our our fantastic listeners. Yeah, and, absolutely, but, but we do want something in return. We do. We do. We would like you. To go to iTunes and give us a review. Now, uh, Gaz and I are kind of like the the, the third generation of the MyMac.com <laughs> podcast, and most of the reviews that are in iTunes right now are about like that. Yeah, well, that's the way it's the way my very strange Florida mind works. Um, most of the reviews that are in iTunes right now have to deal with. Either uh, the, the the Tim and Chad version of the show, or the Tim, David, and me version of the show. Well, now it's now it's uh, Gaz and I. So we need some iTunes reviews in there. Let us know how we're doing. Uh, again, if we're doing something you don't like, oh, you know what? Let us know. If we've got one person in particular that lets us know all the time about something that he doesn't like. And there's actually one other way that you can contact us. Yeah, there is. It's the, the the number one is a very lonely number, guy, isn't it? It is, but it is not as lonely <laughs> as our Skype number, which is area code seven zero three four three six 
9501. 703-436-9501. One is not the loneliest number. It's that number there. <laughs> Roman, thank you so very, very much for coming Excellent. on today. Uh, it's my side to thank you guys. Um, it was very special being on your podcast, having listened to it for weeks and weeks. Um, and um, yeah, it was a great experience. Thank you very much. Well, thank yeah. you. That's very nice of you to say. And you and can w- you welcome know, welcome to come back in the future. Yep. And when you tell people about about the uh, the the experience, you can let them know that no, I don't eat babies. I really, really don't. <laughs> I never have nibbled nibbled maybe. But Maybe unicorn steak. Oh, yes. unicorn. Oh, medium rare unicorn. Mm. <laughs> Won't even go into the horn. Anyway, so I think that's going to wrap it up for the night. Gaz, thank you so much. You're welcome. And we, next week, you join us again for, for all the hilarity and hijinks. Have you lost your mind? Yes, I have lost my mind. And we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. And th- th- this is uh, an extra, extra, extra piece that we're just adding because Bonus. I can't believe that we forgot this. Oh, can is, is, as we are recording, it is in fact now the following day for Roman because he's in a different country in a different time zone. Yep. And it's now his birthday. Happy birthday, and, uh, Roman. Happy birthday, Roman. And thanks Thank for coming so on. I couldn't have yeah. spent my birthday uh, in a better way. Oh. Well, you're about to spend probably the next couple hours of your birthday asleep. He's, he's a smooth talker, isn't he? He's a smooth talker. But, but I believe it's somebody else's birthday very soon. Yes, yes. Coming up on Thursday, which will probably be either the day this podcast is released or the day after, it's going to be my uh, birthday. 50th. 50th. Birthday, yes. Oh, I see a big uh, party. I mean, fifty is pretty it's, important. It's, it is. It's a big. That's a. That's an old boy, isn't it? Really, yeah. I, I, I'm. I'm either going to have a great big party, or I'm going to crawl underneath the covers in my bed and cry myself to sleep. I, I haven't decided which way to go with it yet. Good well, stuff. It's nothing but a number. <laughs> I like him. Yeah. Uh, well, thanks, guys. So, everyone, uh, if you send us any feedback, please wish Roman a happy 26th birthday. Uh, exactly, yeah. Okay. And me a happy 50th, 50th birthday. <laughs> He's going to say, I'll the, say it for you, guys. Okay, let's try Just it again. Wish, wish me a happy 50th birthday. There. And you have no idea how depressing it is for me to realize that I was 24 years old when Roman was born. <laughs> 24 years old. Anyway. Okay, well, let's, let's move on. <laughs> yep, yep. Anyway, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this, this, this little extra bit that we threw in here. And we'll see you all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Say goodnight, Roman. Goodnight, Roman. And thank you for listening to the MyMac.com podcast. Please send all feedback to podcast at MyMac.com. Be sure to check out our other shows, including Geekiest Show Ever, My Photo Tech Podcast, Your Own Victory Garden, and Sam's Cool Picks. All available in iTunes. 